2: The Larson family has been farming hay in Idaho for generations with a mission to always provide high quality hay products at a fair and reasonable price. Larson Hay loves to meet new customers while always honoring the ones they already have. Find Larson Hay on the web at larsonhay.com, like them on Facebook and definitely visit one of their locations. Larson Hay, Idaho's finest alfalfa, and our television broadcast sponsor. Thank you to our presenting sponsor, Peterson and Smith Equine Hospital and Complete Care, and Larson Hay, our broadcast and television sponsor, plus supporting sponsors, DAC Vitamins and Minerals, Seminole Feed Stores, Piranha, TT Distributors and the Hilton Garden in downtown Louisville.
1: Hello, I'm Valerie Daly at Showcase Properties of Central Florida. Horses are the lifeblood of the horse capital of the world and enrich the lives of many. Our farm specialists are equine enthusiasts who are actively involved in our local equestrian community. If you're ready to discover Ocala, contact Showcase Properties of Central Florida to
2: begin your unique real estate journey with one of our experienced agents today. Welcome to the Horse Talk Show presented by Peterson and Smith Equine Hospital and Complete Care. Thank you to Larson Farms, our broadcast sponsor, Idaho's finest alfalfa. I'm Louisa Barton in the studio. I have my co-host, Jody Everton here from Ocala Stirrups at Chestnut Hill Arabians. Uh, thank you so much for joining us. We have a lot for you uh, today. Jody, we had a, a great visit yesterday with some yes. lovely
3: people oh my gosh. that we're
2: going to make sure we I was about to say drink with, but barbecue with. Um, <laughs> because maybe, we don't drink. Maybe, no, no. No, of course not. No. Um, but we're definitely going to barbecue with them and a uh, lovely family mm. of a girl who's actually uh, trying to get on the road to Tokyo, yes. to the Olympics there. And she's, uh, she's qualified. She's she's going to represent South Africa. But I think I say this in the in the interview. That we'd like it if she just, you know, represents Tocala. but but <laughs> yeah. now in her heart, maybe. But now, yes, but yes. now South Africa. But she's certainly a wonderful representation
3: of the horse capital. Absolutely, absolutely. So, Both um, she and yes. her family yes. and her trainer, just a what
2: lovely people. A we arrived, to meet. and what did we get first? Hugs.
3: Hugs, yes, and then a lovely oh. spread. Oh yeah, because they've. You, you better know, just clarify. Of food. Of a beautiful spread of food. Yes, thank you, Luisa. Of what? Alcohol? No, No. not us. No, no, no. But Um, it was beautiful. And really, I think maybe they've spoiled me for any other visits. Is is that how it is everywhere we go? Well, you know, not everybody's South African. And, you know, South
2: Africans are very similar to the Brits in the hospitality. And actually, I should say also the Brazilians, because my friend Claudia, you cannot simply pop around to her house for a cuppa. For a cup of tea. A cuppa? It is a full spread of oh. all the goodies when you go to Claudia's, as though you're. okay, sign me up for Claudia's Brazil. visit. Or, yeah, well, actually, I do need to take you over there. Okay you love her. She's a real salt-of-the-earth type, but I like very it. much European-type okay. hospitality. It was lovely. And it was very nice. It was like, welcome, sit down, we're feeding you. Yes. And um, lovely family. And Kayla, of course, um, in, the, in the para-Olympic mm-hmm. um, category in the dressage, yes. and we're absolutely rooting for her and hoping that we can do everything we can to help yeah. her get there, yes. which is really exciting. But we're going to start you off with some news, then we're going to go to Dr. Kayot, Hopefully he's got a signal this week and he doesn't yes. have to stand on the roof. Keep him off um, the roof. <laughs> yes, and we're actually going to talk about itchiness okay. um, in horses, of course, um, and the different things that cause it and how to address those problems. Uh, and we'll we'll share with you, uh, if you're not here in, in Ocala, Florida, or in Florida at all, you may not know some of the bugs that we have here, mm. but coming here
3: from England... Uh let me and that's a lot further away than where I come from. You got there's just a whole other species going on down I know here. We're wrong. now in the tropics
2: uh, compared to where I lived. Right. And the first time I heard the word chiggers, I was like, what? Chiggers? Oh, those we do have in Delaware. What are
3: chiggers. Oh, you don't want the chiggers. <laughs> no. no. No,
2: I'd never heard of things like oh, that. No, no, no. In our temperatures where I'm from, Bugs like that just
3: don't survive that well. <laughs> That's the truth. Well, and the and the thing in Florida is they do not die in the winter. No, I know. Because the winter they can just go underground this far and they're That's good. True. And then they're back out and ready to He's roll. That's right. There's not much to kill them. <laughs> no. And even a cold spell
2: only lasts just a few. Days. Yeah, they're
3: they're pretty smart. They get out they get out of the cold. Yes, they do.
2: <laughs> so um, so we're gonna talk about that with Dr. Chaos. And um, we're then going to uh, have actually just a chitty chat segment where we share with you some fun things that (laughs) I learned about Arabians yesterday, like being a bear
3: and a little little impromptu photo shoot. Those Those of you with show horses out there will understand exactly what I'm talking about. Just brill. (laughs) Um,
2: But first of all, some news, Um, sadly. We're all big fans of BZ Madden, the great BZ Madden, and very, very sadly, on the 21st, which was yesterday, right, Mm -hmm. Um, Simon, her FEI um, horse passed away, very sad to hear that, he was 22 years old, he was her um, Rolex FEI World Cup um, final horse, and um, very, very sad. To, to hear that absolutely and so prayers and thoughts out to all connected there i know those horses that you know have um been there and done that and are, are famous it's no no less than than losing a pasture pet no different I, you're but, absolutely right but these these horses that we associate greatness with yes um certainly we're very sad absolutely uh, and i can that feel else.
3: that too we've talked about that that would we've had that as i mean you, you can't be in the horse business and not deal with that loss I know. and it's hard to go by that stall
2: Yes. And, you know, and it just is. It's, I, it's hard to
3: see it empty and you don't want to see another horse in it.
2: No, it's true. And, you know, the thing I, I saw 22 and and someone had commented, oh, great, he made it to 22. And and I was like, thank you. Because that just reminds me that mine made it to 35. You're and, right. And that people told yeah, me, right. I'm 35. I'm disappointed he wasn't 40 or yeah. 50. Yeah. I was hoping for 50.
3: But if so you've lost one if me, you've
2: lost one young, though, you, yes, that is the feeling when you yes, hear that. Yes, it is. Yeah. It's true. A friend of mine, Summer, lost hers uh, much younger than that. And she was going through a very similar kind of time as me. And, um, and I'm going to talk about that a little bit in the third segment, too, about being at Nirvana yesterday and sharing okay. with you a little bit of that, because right. uh, they were amazing, uh, really, really amazing. Um, Japan has announced that all venues for the Olympics will be at a max of 10,000 people. Uh, 10,000 is the number, and they're they're trying to keep that at 50% of normal capacity. So 10,000 is 50%? Yes. Wow. So that's going to be the tops at every venue. Apparently, there's no yelling. I don't know what that's got to do with the virus, but masks will be worn all the time. Congestion must be avoided. Um, that is people congestion, not congestion. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. we'll avoid yeah. Well, yeah. this congestion as well. Well, that congestion's <laughs> not good either, right? Correct. Yeah. Although it might be better than not, not running. Yes. Running would be worse. <laughs> um, but, <laughs> uh, so they're talking about minimizing. Those uh, numbers could change at any, t- any sure. given time, uh, depending on what they decide is, is, is going to be safest for people. But at least they are going to allow spectators. Yes. Uh, and then spectators have to leave the venue in a staggered manner. Okay. So I'm sure that they'll control the exit when and entrance, you, yeah, right. when they it, when, dismiss when you, you, right when right. you when you get ready to leave. So they are setting some things in place to minimize the risk for um, people involved sure. and are still allowing spectators. So
3: we're just happy that the Olympics uh, gets
2: to go on. Yes, and, uh, uh,
3: we will breathe a collective uh, when it, when they light that torch yeah. because it's just an amazing event the world has been waiting for. Please the athletes and their families. The way it has just been yeah it's a lot so we'll be excited to see it it's coming true. back i love every activity yeah olympic
2: related i do too and yeah. speaking of that i think next time there's an olympics we need to be there
3: so well let's just put it out there right now right now they if got somebody port, there's there's wanted to send plenty us of time, time for we planning would, we would go correct right we could do it in the short term too but <laughs> we'll, we'll be <laughs> making I'm a, a good plan fast planner Uh, Well, you know what? I will be happy to jump in with that crew. (laughs) I'll start thinking about the long term. Luis is thinking about the short term. Either way, we are available. And either way, Gigi's going. Absolutely.
2: Uh, And another mention, too, actually, while we're speaking about Olympics, um, para-dressage Olympian uh, qualifier Roxanne Trunnell just beat her own record, which is the world record in her dressage in Tryon. Really? Well
3: done. So she say, created the record, and then she yeah, busted her own record. Yeah, twice.
2: Com- twice? Oh, yes. oh, great, right. Yeah. Oh I my know. gosh. I love that's it. Awesome. So, so that kind of actually the reason I even kind of noticed that is having spent some time with Kayla yesterday, yeah. who of course was qualified for the uh, for the Paralympics right. uh, for the dressage, made me say, I bet she's proud of Roxanne and all Oh yeah. She, like, yeah. Totally looks up to you. Yeah, know, that's so, exciting. Uh, good good for her. It is indeed. So we're going to come back uh, in just a minute, and we're going to have Dr. Kea on the phone. We hope his phone cooperates better than it did last week, because we certainly do need to cover itchy skin. Um, One of the things I was going to say is for those horses that have issues with allergies from bugs and flies and things, there is always a piranha fly master system. Yes. So... Make sure you get one
3: if you don't have one in your barn. Yeah, make your wise investment into Piranha products on this topic, for sure. So enjoy
2: the Horse Farms Forever video that's coming up now, and stay with us on the Horse Talk Show. We'll be back in just a few minutes. Do we look funny? Close the doors. I think last week we had doors closed. We had... Couple of those shut, I think. I think we had the bottom one shut.
3: Yeah. are a little so your shadows are Can I put lips on really quick? Yes, of OK. Do it fast, the lady. Really, I should have brought that shirt just for a funny dancing head oh, thing.
2: Yeah. but Yes. the Last week, we had doors closed.
3: When you say doors, do you mean the bar. We call this the
2: barn doors, yes. And we did shut a few last week, and now we've got them wide open, so I don't know if that affects it, perhaps. I think we shut the bottom one last week, completely shut it into the light, yeah. Like that, how is that? It feels better to me, for sure, because it's very, very bright and shiny. That's what it is. Last week we had those close the bottom ones. Um, do we have some? Don't we have some piranha block flyers this week? Yeah, one. Which one? Yeah, no about... Well, we'll do that in the third. Yeah, like in the third. Oh, yeah, there we go. Four. That's the cute. That one, that's like, yeah. yeah. Uh, Just remind me of what they are, and we'll do those in the third oh, segment. No.
3: I don't even know what you're talking
2: about, you Yeah. <laughs> so, which one? This show is brought
1: to you in part uh, by DAC Vitamins and why Minerals why of Florida. Why do you your All love you horses hold? need okay. a solid immune system. Oh, God, i A healthy gut. Okay. And DAC has all the vitamins and minerals they need with the NASC stamp of all approval. Right. So, like them on Facebook now or go to feeddac.com. DAC, it makes a world of difference.
0: Hi, this is Hall of Fame jockey Mike Smith.
2: We're listening to the Horse Talk Show. (laughs) Welcome back to the Horse Talk Show, presented by Peterson and Smith Equine Hospital and Complete Care. Thank you to Larson Farms, our broadcast sponsor, Idaho's Finest Alfalfa. I'm Louisa Barton in the studio. I have Jody Everton here with me from Ocala Stirrups at Chestnut Hill Arabians. And we're broadcasting from the horse capital of the world, live at the Showcase Properties Studios. We have Dr. Adam Kayot on the telephone with us. How are you, Dr. Kayot?
0: I'm well. How are you all doing?
2: Wonderful, thank you. Welcome back to the show. We're going to talk a little bit about itchiness. Mm -hmm. Yes. Now, it's a bit of a problem in Florida because we have a variety of bugs, and in the summertime, they are quite a bit worse. And we have quite a few horses that, like people, seem to be predisposed to being itchy and having a reaction. And actually, I can speak to this personally. When I first moved to America, everything that bit me turned into some massive, huge rash because I wasn't used to being bitten by things like that. Dr. K.O., tell us about some of the the itchy horses that you deal with and sort of the causes of, of some of those.
0: Yeah, the, uh, the bane of veterinary existence <laughs> in the summer in Florida. It's like beating your head against a wall mm-hmm. You know, the, the most common thing, I mean, I mean besides all the pollens and the moles <laughs> and everything else that just floats around in the air in the yeah. tropical climate that you have to deal with that, you know, some horses, you know, react to just like people, um, then you have the the fun part of like you said, the bugs and the insects and that sort of thing and, and, and the the uh, the most um, mm, pain in my rear is probably <laughs> the black fly, the noceums. That's the number one yeah, bug insect in the summer that, you know, it causes sweet itch is the, you know, slang term for it. These poor horses, they'll scratch their ears, they'll scratch their face. They'll scratch their chest. They'll scratch the uh, you know the head of their tail. They'll they'll scratch their underbellies. I mean I've seen horses where
2: they figure out like if there's a down tree or something yeah. in the field yeah. they'll, actually, have those they'll actually straddle it and yeah. scratch
0: their belly on it or oh. on the ground. I mean I mean, these poor suckers they they they're just um, you know they're they're just miserable and. and you know, it's an allergy. So you just try to help them out as much as you can. Obviously, most of us can't put them in a, you know, enclosed environment with air conditioning and that sort of thing, to keep the bugs away. So we try to we try to control their response to those with, with um, you know, antihistamines and steroids and, you know, um, and just try to help them out bug spray and, putting them out at the right time of day as opposed to night, which that, that presents another problem, because the no tend to fly at night because mm-hmm. they have a hard time flying when the wind's blowing, so it tends to be calmer at night, and so they come out at night, And but then the problem is you have the heat of the summer, you know, Florida during the day, and people are like, well, let me put my horse out at night, it's more comfortable for them. Right. <laughs> And, but it's not, they're just getting eaten by the bugs and probably putting them out in the heat of the day is probably better for them. But, right. you know, it, it's kind of a catch-22 as far as that goes. Um, so, yeah. <laughs> oh,
2: obviously, as much fly, fly care as you can, fly, um, fly preventative. Uh, as yeah. far as fly misting systems in the barns, of course, are very helpful. We've got to do a yeah. shout-out for Piranha there, you know, uh, great yeah. folks here at putting those systems in. Um, of course, keeping fly spray on your horse um, yeah. well, can, can help a lot. Oh, look, nice timing. Look at that. Help is
0: here. <laughs> I love that. Yeah. Yes, you know, jo- Jody. Jody. Uh-huh. Well, people put the horse in at night and actually put a fan on him because, like I said, those, yeah. those, the black flies—they have a hard time flying when it's windy. Mm-hmm. So, we actually, put the fan on, and that helps too. You know, and then of course, fly sheets, and,
2: fly you know, sheets, yep, fly masks. <laughs> <laughs> you see these
0: horses walking around out in the field. They got, you know, they look like they're they're suited up for war. They do. It is war. <laughs> so, yeah, to, to a certain extent, it is against the the itchies. So, Yeah, yeah it,
2: the it war on the bugs. bugs.
0: Yes.
2: Uh, Dr. Kayot Jody actually has a specific question. Fire away, Jody.
3: So, Dr. Kayot, we've got oh, one of my lesson horses. We noticed uh, her the very center of her chest being really itchy. So we talked about it a little bit, and I was watching her in the field, and she's rubbing all up on the fence. Yep. But but I thought, well, yeah, she could certainly get herself a splinter or something there. But mm. but I think that was her just response to the bugs. So I hosed her real well, scrubbed it up. She looked like she was going to fall over. She was so happy. <laughs> and I, I didn't really know what to put on it. So I had, uh, there was like a little jar of cocoa butter which I wiped on it just to kind of soothe the skin and then I put the piranha product around it to keep the flies away the from it but I didn't know if that was the best course for what I thought was going on with her I don't think I did anything to take the itch out I just made her feel better for that five minutes yeah
0: well it's kind of like it's kind of like you're itching you know you take a take a warm bath or whatever it helps in, in the short run but yeah. she's responding so she's responding to the bite of the fly that's right. what's happening so so she's responding to that to that bike, their saliva, she's allergic to it, it's causing her to itch. It's that I make mean, sure it feels good at the time, you know, but it, yeah, it's not going to it's not gonna take away that that response that her body has to it. It'll it'll mm-hmm. soothe it in, in the short run, but you know, like I said, most of the time we end up going to antihistamines
2: yeah. and some sort of
0: steroid therapy. Okay. Um,
2: at what point at what point dr Kot, do you say well the person really must call the vet because they've actually rubbed themselves to the point of rubbing an infection into yeah. and and that is often what happens when horses get so itchy they either scratch themselves on a fence splinter wound I- infection yes. or rub themselves in the dirt on the ground and, and cause an infection skin, and their then, skin just yeah. gets so raw
3: yep and yeah. then it's time so yeah i would say i would say try to get us involved before that point. yeah yeah. Um, yeah because you'll see them out scratching and, and you know the, as, as a as an owner
0: generally you know it, it's coming it comes every summer yeah. and so just keep an eye out for it I mean, yeah you start seeing them all scratching their ears on the you know on the tree or on the fence mm-hmm. or they're scratching their butt or doing whatever they're doing a lot more We'd like to get in front of that because, like you said, some of them will. They'll mutilate. They'll scratch so yes. hard. They'll bleed. They'll, they'll scratch their ears so hard they get hematomas. Yep. And, you know, and that's just a mess because and and, and the you know the poor horses just it, it hurts and doesn't you know it's like it hurts and they they don't want you to touch it and you know but we try to get in front of that so that we can control that so they just aren't so miserable you know.
2: Yeah, where, where it's got to the point where it's where it's so bad that it's beyond anything yeah. you can do at home. Yeah. 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 And yeah. then they end up having to go on
0: antibiotics, and, you know, you put them on antibiotics and the steroids that help control because they're still going to get bitten, and they're still going to itch, but now you got another problem to try to, try yeah. to deal with as far as the infection goes. Right. It's a, it's a, it is a real battle. It's, it's, it's no joke down here in the yeah. summer as far as
2: that goes. It I mean, is. It's very difficult. I mean, they so much of
0: steroid it's not even funny. It's right.
2: ridiculous. Yeah, you know? and and then the cortisone helping of course to manage that itching and, and as right. well, right. you know, as right. and then compound right. that with an infection and you've got you're really battling yeah. it and it yeah. is yeah. You made a good comment uh, getting them getting them completely covered in, you know, in the war suit
3: <laughs> for the summer yeah. months. Yeah, is. Yeah. yeah. Ooh. yeah. yeah. And I can, think you, you know, make a really good point about, you know, if you know this horse and you're taking care of it summer after summer, chances are it's going to be the same horse dealing with yeah. the same issue oh, yeah, exactly. So get ahead it, of it. Yeah. It, it comes back. So, yep. you, you know, if, if you have a new horse and you
0: find it and you're like, oh, okay, this is your first summer with it, you can be doggone That's, sure. Next yeah. summer, it's going to be the same thing. So yeah. be yep. prepared. And True. Start, when, that, when that weather starts warming up, and starts getting
2: hot. Get ready. That's it's right. Dr. Kaot, we've got to wrap it up. Thank you so much for joining us this week. Your signal was perfect. We're so glad to have you on the show with us. Great to be here. Thank you. Thank you. Have a great week. Dr. Adam Kaot from Peterson & Smith Equine Hospital and Complete Care. We'll be right back on the Horse Talk Show. Stay with us. Really? Stay with us. Thank you to our presenting sponsor, Peterson & Smith Equine Hospital and Complete Care. And Larson Hay, our broadcast and television sponsor, plus supporting sponsors, DAC Vitamins and Minerals, Seminole Feed Stores, Piranha, TT Distributors, and the Hilton Garden Inn, downtown Louisville.
0: (laughs) Hmm. (laughs) Horses! We're listening to the
2: Horse Talk Show. Back on the third segment of the Horse Talk Show, presented by Peterson and Smith Equine Hospital and Complete Care. Thank you to Larson Farms, our broadcast sponsor. Idaho's finest alfalfa. I'm Louisa Barton, host and executive producer of the show. My co-host Jodie Everton is here with Ocala Stirrups at Chestnut Hill. I'm so glad. Nothing like one that comes back. We haven't managed to scare her off yet. Not yet. Not she yet. was a school teacher. I don't scare so, you know. Come on. Yeah, that if you were a school New teacher, New Jersey, yeah, she's not that scary. And speaking of not scaring easily, um, I have to share a little video with you from yesterday when we were at the uh, farm of Kayla Vanderwalt, mm-hmm. who's going to go to Tokyo in the um, Paralympics uh, for dressage, and we were talking about. Trying to get horses ears up, you know, for photographs. You know how that is, everybody. When those ears are flat, everyone's I don't care like how, throwing how pretty things. pretty. That young.
3: horse is. It, yeah. it, you lose something when you lose those ears. Yeah. You know. It's true. They just don't look happy. Even no. if they are just
2: listening, they don't look yeah, happy. If they so here you go. All right. Oh, I love. So here we go. So
3: this is me showing them. If we had a if we had an Arabian to take a photo with, this would have done it. Me poking out from it, behind the back. And now I'm going to... In a minute, she's going to be a bear. Oh, she's trying to be a bear. All right, so who has been the helper for a photographer? Who <laughs> out there has been the bear? Yes. This sounds
2: like a great job. My daughter used to be rustling
3: bags yep. and throwing so things. So the pho- photographer says, we want you off in the distance. I don't want the horse to be able to see you. I just want him to hear a bear. Okay, well, yes. you're underneath this thing. It's 4,000 degrees. And She's like, bear! This is what happens when you peek your face out. <laughs> So then you cover back up, because the photographer's getting really upset Uh, (laughs) And my new horse trainer friend there was empathizing. Yeah, she gets Uh, it. She shared some really funny stories of things they do. Oh, yeah. To look like horses. Are we going to do that
2: next? Uh, Yeah, actually, I think we should. And so she demonstrated a
3: freestyle. Correct. On yeah. The story was that first it was to explain to a student what to do. Yes. And then uh, Kayla's father Gavin shared she did the whole test. Mm-hmm. So this I think was collected walk. Yes. Okay. Yeah, and so I think he told her to extend. And then we extend and then we move it on. Of course yes. we've got to cover some more ground. Yes. And I'm pretty sure we have a collected and extended trot coming up. Yes. Look at her. She's shaking it off, but it's it's funny and she can't Please. stop. Up. Oh no, it's so. Oh, cute little, I think a little collected. Oh, there's the extended. That's the extended. Now yes. we're hitting it in overdrive. Yes. <laughs> you know what I
2: love? I love that a professional trainer who can get someone to Olympic oh, level. More this yeah. is a this is a, a young woman who has actually, you know, reached Grand Prix herself with the horse that is actually now going to the Olympics. Right. De Toro. Oh,
3: now we get a little (gasps) cancer.
2: And she is so into teaching her students that she's prepared to do this.
3: Yeah.
2: And it's cute
3: and funny. I thought they were adorable. At one point, they put their arms around each other and they say, we're a party of two. They're a party of two. Yeah, that's a party of two I'd like to hang out with. I know. And I love that. They have a good time. And she talked about... These specifically as tension breakers.
2: I know, and they How are.
3: How angst are you I wish be able to when get I was probably. a little
2: girl I had an instructor like her. I had a very good instructor, but I don't remember any she tension breakers. She wasn't fun.
3: Well, no, she
2: had her moments for sure. She had her moments. She had, mine had her moments too. <laughs> but they weren't fun. They, were, they weren't... It was different. Yes. It was different. It wasn't
3: quite that atmosphere. I think that they that, that trainer is creating when they go to a horse show. I
2: know, I like it. Which I think it. is very important. I like it a lot. And if you I, are competing at the
3: heights of your sport, and this is your... Let's blow off a little steam. I think that's great.
2: And, you know, the other thing I noticed um, when we were visiting the the farm of this young lady and her family, um, I noticed that her horse was very de Toro was very calm and relaxed. Mm-hmm. We came in with seats and you know, cameras well, yeah. all and, and all this kind of thing. And we were moving around and doing all this. And he was like, chill, oh, let me just have a look out, and see if there's anything worth popping my head out for. Yeah. He was very relaxed and very comfortable. And you know, I think that is wonderful, especially for somebody who is competing in the para world. Because obviously, you have some form of disability That makes it more difficult for you to be a rider than if you did not have that disability. So having a horse who can relate, and I feel the horse relates to um, Kayla's disability and to the fact that she needs to compensate on the left side of her body for what she's gone through, which we'll share with you in the coming up segments. But the horse clearly is lovable. And at that moment, I have to ask you, what do you love about your horse? Mm, You can comment if you'd like, you can message or you can comment below. Why do you love your horse?
3: So when you said this, when I walked in the door today, I thought, why do I love the horses I love? And I decided, I think I love the horses I love when I see them doing things for others what I would hope they would do for others. Like when they have a moment to make a good choice or a bad choice, Mm -hmm. when they make the right choice. yes, Like when the child or the amateur does something foolish, Mm -hmm. that the horse, thank you, would have had every right to potentially harm them. The horse says, no, no, I got you. And right when I'm about to go, no, no, the horse has got it. Those are the moments when I fall in love with horses. When I see them doing things... That their handler really, situations, their handler shouldn't have put them in. But in that moment, the horse said, no, no, don't run over here, Jody. I got it. Okay, thanks. Because I couldn't have made it there quick enough to have saved what could have happened there. I had a student with the same horse, with Reese Mm Riff. A long time ago, she was seven or eight. Now, this was a scrappy little one. She was a tough little stinker. She got one foot in the door... Of the horse stall with Reese. Reese got one foot in the door when she decided, you know what, I better tie my shoe right quick in front of Reese, who knows Hay is in there. (laughs) So Reese Reese stood like this Mm -hmm. while she stopped to tie her shoe. (laughs) Really? Wow, this is the same horse that ran off with me now. Thanks, Reese. And then he waited and she stood back up. She finished her step in the stall in any way. But in that moment, it couldn't have come out of my mouth. It certainly wasn't going to come out of my feet quick enough. But it couldn't even have come out of my mouth quick enough to not do that. So Reese was like, don't worry, I got you. I didn't have you a couple couple years ago in that trip. but I got you. <laughs> why
2: did I? Why, <laughs> why, I why did I love my horse and still love my horse? Um, because he was, this sounds a terrible thing to say, but he was me in a horse body. Why is that terrible? I don't know. I guess it's kind of like saying I like me, but you know, I kind of do. Uh, there's, there's nothing wrong with <laughs> I like you, Louisa. Oh, thank you. <laughs> I think most people like
3: travel.
2: I didn't agree. always like myself, though. You know, no, I mean, a, there were that's times. That's the process we go
3: through. Right. Correct.
2: But yes, I. I. He was. You there were no strangers. Us. He loved everybody. If you came to see him at the farm. He wanted to be in your lap and in your face and love on you and and nuzzle you. And, you know, we had a deal. I told you when I jumped off him after a long trail ride, his face was always itchy because he always had sweat running down his face. And he was itchy. And I, we had a deal. You know, you carry my butt. And I walk around the front and you rub on my back and you get I get a nice back rub and you get a good scratch and Absolutely. and we had a deal. But there was a million reasons why for twenty-nine years I loved sunny aka sundance. But yeah. and actually that brings me to mention Nirvana. And not now because Gigi's working on it, but we're gonna have a little promo we're gonna share with you in the upcoming mm-hmm. weeks of all the things horse people don't have time to do because they have horses. And ways that you can save some time and even uh, do some wonderful things to spoil yourself at Nirvana Medical Spa. And we only have one minute. So in this one minute, I'm just going to share with you that I did not expect to start talking about Sunny, my horse that passed away a couple weeks ago at Nirvana yesterday, and to have both Nilam, who owns and is the founder, And also Michelle, who is her assistant working there, crying in the room with me. And can I just tell you how much that touched my heart and how much that showed me what kind of people they really are? It was so much more than going to a medical spa yesterday. It was very much comforting, and heartwarming. And we have to wrap it up because Gigi told me one minute. But, yes, Yes. I love these people. So if you're going to go and have some facial or some care about yourself, some aesthetics, anything that you're going to go and do, please do it at Nirvana Medical Spa because they love us, they love our four-legged families, and they understand. And that, to me, makes them so much more than just a medical spa. So shout out for them. Yes. And we'll be back in just a few minutes on the Horse Talk Show, so stay with us. Equestrians, it's time to take care of yourself as well as you do your horse. So get down to Pulse Center of Ocala. The PEMF wave is safe, and it's a therapy that charges your cells and allows them to function at their fullest capacity so you heal much faster. Check them out at PulseCenterFL.com now and tell them you heard about it on the Horse Talk Show for a free demo. Hello,
1: I'm Valerie Daly at Showcase Properties of Central Florida. For more than 20 years, we've been helping people buy and sell real estate with confidence, and you'll always find us actively involved in the community by supporting local arts and culture, mentorship and youth programs, and equestrian events, the lifeblood of the horse capital of the world that does much to enrich the lives of many. If you're ready to discover Ocala,
2: contact one of our experienced
1: agents today.
2: The Larson family has been farming hay in Idaho for generations with a mission to always provide high quality hay products at a fair and reasonable price. Larson Hay loves to meet new customers while always honoring the ones they already have. Find Larson Hay on the web at larsonhay.com, like them on Facebook, and definitely visit one of their locations. Larson Hay, Idaho's finest alfalfa, and our television broadcast
0: sponsor. Welcome back to the Horse Talk Show.
1: You ever heard of a talking horse? Well, listen to this.
4: With your
0: host, Louisa Barton. What does it feel
4: like to be in love with a horse?
0: Presented by Palm Chevrolet, your hometown Chevy experience. Back in the saddle again. Now, here's your pretty, pretty Louisa Barton. You're fab. You're switched on. You're a bit of all right. Yes. (laughs)
2: I'm Louisa Barton with the Horse Talk Show and Equus Television, and I'm here with a young lady who's heading to the Olympics. We're very excited for Kayla Walt. I said that right. We're also here with Toro, the horse that she'll be competing on. It's very exciting uh, to have a young lady here in the horse capital of the world heading to the Olympics, but Kayla's actually had some challenges um, that she's overcome and proved that she's an absolute competitor and a winner. She started riding at three and a half, all started by a carnival pony. Imagine that. That's how an awful lot of people have got involved in horses. You've got to watch out for those carnivals, parents. It can become quite expensive, a bit more than cotton candy. Candy. So Kayla, tell us a little about you. You've been riding since you were three and a half. You started out actually jumping until you were about 11 and then you fell in love with dressage. Tell us a little bit about that journey.
5: Um, So I got into dressage after my first horse. He actually hurt himself jumping and we didn't want to risk it again. So we started doing dressage and ever since I've just stuck with it because I found it more challenging and I just found it more fun. So I stuck with just dressage through that.
2: So you've been riding dressage now. You're 20 now. So you've been. Hi, Datoria. Thank you for visiting. It's very timely. Um, so for about nine years, you've been you've been riding dressage. And tell us a little bit about some of the health challenges you've had. I know in in 2016 you were diagnosed with a with a cancer in your left arm. Tell us a little bit about that experience.
5: Um, So after I got diagnosed, everything kind of just moved really, really fast Um, because I was diagnosed when I was still living in South Africa and then within a week we had to move here and um, I did chemo for about nine months and I also did radiation for a month in between that and so obviously then I couldn't go out a lot because I was just feeling down all the time, super like feeling sick but I still got out with the horses, that was kind of like my therapy in a way so but other than that, I kind of tried to stay as strong as I could through the whole thing. I didn't really let it affect me too much.
2: So um, talk a little bit about some of the challenges um, to your left arm. You're Fortunately, you are right-handed, which is good. But um, tell us some of the things that you faced getting back into riding after the therapy. You had to have a surgery. You had a, a tumor that, um, unfortunately, was very close to the nerve um, and, uh, and and some concerns there Ewing's carcinoma is that right
5: Ewing sarcoma
2: Ewing sarcoma so tell us about some of the challenges getting back to riding some of the things you had to do differently learn to do differently and and how difficult that was to start with
5: so because it was on my left I compensated quite a lot with my right side just to kind of like I guess to protect myself in a way so my balance was a bit affected and then obviously strength wise too, since I only have really 30% use of my arm with mobility and movement and all that kind of thing. So it was kind of just getting my strength back up, mostly also then strength because of chemo and stuff, but the balance we've worked on quite a bit and I've gotten a little stronger on my left side and trying not to compensate as much on my right. So. So tell us how you mentioned the
2: horses are a kind of a therapy for you. How much did that help you and encourage you kind of thinking about your future career riding, knowing you had to overcome some disabilities and how that kind of strengthened you and and made you push harder?
5: Um, Well, I just I can never see my life without horses. So like um, getting there, they kind of just took my mind off of everything like if I was feeling like I was getting too much if I was like with the horses I kind of forgot about it all so it kind of just took my mind off of what was really happening during that time. And how
2: scary was it for you when you when you first found out were you were you really afraid of what the future might be or or were you just I'm going to do this?
5: I wasn't really scared at all I kind of just took it as like okay um, there's nothing I could have done to stop this now so I might as well just push through it and be positive about the whole situation.
2: Now tell us about the horse behind us and, and the role that, that he's played, Turo, right?
5: Yes, DeToro. Um So um, I found him through my trainer, Trisha Bell. Um, she had been um, riding him in the top level Grand Prix and then when he came for sale, he was just, he's just been super level-headed, calm, so it was like perfect dressage horse. And so that's how we got to know him through my trainer and then, yeah. Everything just got better from there (laughs) since we got him, so.
2: Tell us a little bit about his personality and and some of the things you really like about him.
5: Um, So the biggest thing about him is he's very cuddly and he's a very people horse, for sure. He'd rather be with people than with horses. He's a bit of a goofball, (laughs) but very level-headed. So I can always, he's very trustworthy, it shows. I can never, I don't need to worry about him ever, you know, like freaking out on me or anything like that. He's very trustworthy.
2: Tell us about the qualifying procedure to to make it to the Olympics and what you've had to accomplish to to be able to go.
5: So we've had to do a minimum of um, three, they call it a um, CPETI, their FEI shows, um, and they had to be a three-star show. So I had to do a minimum of three and get qualifying scores. And there's three different tests for each grade. You have an individual test, a team test, and then your freestyle. So we had to get qualifying scores in all three, a, a minimum of three shows to then... Um, get South Africa to like look at us and then see if they'd like to choose us for their team.
2: Now having ridden um, and competed uh, outside of the the para uh, world, the differences for you, the big big differences you see um, competing and the two different ways that you've competed and some of the things that you've, the challenges you've overcome to get to this point.
5: Mm -hmm. So with the para stuff um, it's a lot bigger Cause it's an international ring so like that's the those are the biggest shows i've had ever done so like our first show kind of was like stressful but since then i've actually enjoyed it a lot more with the bigger atmosphere and stuff and i think taro likes the bigger atmosphere too because he's a bit of a show off so <laughs> <laughs> so yeah it's just the biggest thing is just the atmosphere really because like, it's everything's just like a lot bigger you got more people watching and yeah now, tell us about your trainer Tell us about Trisha. (laughs) So I've known Trish for a really long time. She's pretty much family to me. Um, um, Let's see. What can I tell about you, Trish? How how long has she been teaching you? Oh, um, so I've, since knowing her, she's kind of just done, I started out doing clinics and stuff with her. And then I've really just started, she's been my, like, pretty much personal trainer, I guess you can say, for the past four years. So, yep.
2: So helped you a lot through all of this and obviously she knows Dottoro very well having ridden him to the Grand Prix level already.
5: So since I think it helped a lot that she already knew him and then she then knew me in a way so working us, to, like putting us together was kind of a lot easier for us since she knew both of us already. So when you started
2: riding or at least when you started riding dressage, did you, um, was it kind of your bucket list to make it to the Olympics or is this a, some like an extra blessing that you're excited about or was it like a goal of yours to get to this point?
5: So I've always wanted to go to the Olympics ever since I was little, even when I was just jumping and stuff. And then when I started dressage, obviously then like Olympics was my end goal, but I didn't expect to come this early. So I think paradressage kind of just like sped up the process where I can, it might not be the Olympics per se, but like Paralympics is pretty close. So, (laughs) yeah, so it's just kind of, yep.
2: (laughs) Tell us about your parents and your family's uh, role in all of this.
5: Oh, they've been super supportive. I probably wouldn't be here if my dad didn't do everything, like financially help me and then just helping out at shows, getting me to where I need to be and all that kind of thing. Yep. So very supportive. Super supportive, yes. So personality, DeToro,
2: um, a show-off all all personality uh friendly tries to get in your pocket uh do you think he uh he helps to compensate do you think that a lot of people say that horses can tell you know when you're when you're working towards something especially with a disability like you've you've uh, experienced Uh, tell us about that and how he's how he's helped you
5: so he's actually quite sensitive. He's so whenever like I might feel anxious, he'll feel the same way, kind of thing. So like I know whatever he's feeling is probably what I'm feeling too, because he's very intuitive that way. Um, but yeah, for the most part, he's helped me out. Like at shows, I like I said, he's very level headed, so he helps keep me calmer in situations too. If I feel like I could be stressed out, he like knowing that he's there with me, I think, That's helps amazing. the whole thing. Kayla Vanderbilt, I'm so impressed and it's such an honor to
2: meet you and we wish you all the best and we're going to do everything we can to make sure you're at the Olympics and that you compete for your country, for South Africa. One day we hope you compete for America. (laughs) I'm Louisa Barton for the Horse Talk Show here with a very, very uh, successful young lady who is going for the Para-Olympics and we think we'll see her win. Thank you to our presenting sponsor, Palm Chevrolet, And our broadcast and television sponsor, Larson Hay. And also to our supporting sponsors, Equisafe, Nirvana Medical Spa, Showcase Properties of Central Florida, The Equine Performance and Innovative Center, and Summit Joint Performance. Nirvana, Ocala's premier medical spa, is leading the way in great skin with all the newest in treatment options, offering prejuvenation for younger clients and rejuvenation for all ages. Nirvana knows you want to look your very best, but we've all seen people with the telltale signs of too much work. We want you to look like you, just better, brighter and younger, with all the newest and best in technology, and all in the most beautiful surroundings. Like Nirvana Medical Spa on Facebook and find them on the web at nirvanamedicalspa.com. Become a better, brighter and younger you.
1: This hour of the Horse Talk Show is presented by Palm Chevrolet in Ocala, where the entire team is committed to making your experience in sales and services hassle free and easier than ever, with no games or gimmicks. Come in and visit on Southwest College Road or online at palmchevrolet.com. A second to none experience with all the amenities. Palm Chevy, find new roads.
0: Hi, this is Hall of Fame jockey Mike Smith. We're listening to the
2: Horse Talk Show. I'm Louisa Barton for the Horse Talk Show and Equus Television on all smart TV platforms. And I'm actually here at the family farm of Kayla VanderWalt, who will be competing for South Africa at the Olympics with her horse, Toro, who's right behind me. I think he may be taking a nap Uh, because his lip is hanging. He looks pretty comfortable. Uh, Sitting to my right, I have my co-host, Jodi Everton. She is with the Ocala Stirrups Program at Chestnut Hill Arabians with our friend, Joe Alberti. Love
3: to have you with us, Jody. Thank you so much, Louisa. I'm always happy to be here, but especially excited to be here today.
2: And sitting to my left, I have Trisha Bell. She is the trainer, instructor of Kayla, who's going to the Olympics. And uh, Trisha's actually the one who got De Toro to the Grand Prix level so that he could uh, begin to work with Kayla to get to this point. So very excited uh, to have you with us. Welcome to the show.
6: Thank you very much.
2: Tell us a little bit about your background, first of all, how long you've been teaching for, and, um, and the dressage and, at that level, at Grand Prix level and above. Um, talking about going to the Olympics. Wow, that's a big excitement to have a student yeah. uh, to that point. Tell us a, a little bit of your background.
6: Um, I actually started like with Western pleasure when I was 13 back in the day, probably younger than that. I guess I got my first horse when I was 10 and I was in 4-H and Pony Club and did yeah, that. quarter horse <laughs> shows, all of that and then I started eventing and was pretty avid eventer up to the prelim level. And then I switched to show jumping and then finally landed in dressage. Probably, I did dressage through the whole thing, but probably went full time like when I was 18 or so. But um, So I've been doing it a while now, I guess. (laughs) It's kind of frightening, (laughs) like 20 years. So, Um, and Datura was awesome. He was one of, you know, the first few horses that I took to the Grand Prix, and we had some really great experiences together. He was, I fell in love with him the first time I sat on him. He was really willing, super smart and easy to train, and uh, just, a, he was a superstar. He's a special horse, and I could tell that from the beginning. And so how about matching him up
2: with a with a student like Kayla, and uh, and knowing they were the the right match for one another?
6: Well, when he came for sale, I was obviously very, I was sad about it because, you know, I was completely in love with him. It's part of the horse business sometimes. Um, but you know, Kayla, I knew her, I wasn't her trainer at the time, but I knew that she was looking for a Paralympic horse and I had known her and her family since she was nine. And, um, I just thought it would be a really good fit for her. I knew that I could help her with the horse and that they would, You know, he he can handle the big settings really easily. I knew he had a really good head on his shoulders. I'd already, already taken him to U.S. finals twice, and I'd taken him to the World Cup, and he was just really good. So I thought it would be a great fit. figured it was worth a try. It was a good try. It was a good try. <laughs> <laughs> well done, right? Yes, and I would
3: like to just add, uh, riders, owners out there, when your trainer says, I found the one, <laughs> consider it. Really consider it hard, and especially if that trainer has been the trainer of that horse. For how many years? How long did you? Uh,
6: I believe I had had him for three years prior so to three, when. Three years of training. Yes, prior to when Kayla picked him up, That's yeah. It. So, yep. And, you know, I have many students that say, if Trisha tells you to buy the horse, buy the horse. (laughs) (laughs) Trisha says buy it, buy it.
2: (laughs) Talk a little bit about some of the challenges she faced having been a rider almost all her life and then having to kind of change up to to learn to be a para rider and to deal with having a disability and something, a big change for her. Obviously she mentioned earlier when we talked about, you know, weakness in her arm and, and she's a great soldier about it and, and and jumps right in, but you know, the weakness in her arm and some of the other things she's had to compensate for and how what you've had to do as a trainer to, to help her and obviously with a wonderful horse that was a, a perfect pick. Yeah,
6: the weakness in her arm actually transferred into much of the left side of her body was starting to draw up. You know, when I started putting her on detour, we could see the unevenness in her body when she was riding because she was overcompensating by being too strong on the right. So we've just been really working with getting the mobility and flexibility on her left side to let her draw her left side down, try to ride as equally as possible. Obviously, we're constantly working on DeTuro's suppleness as part of his training to make it easier for her to ride because she really has no strength on the left side and he has to be soft enough for her to bend and keep supple on the left. Um, So those were the main things is just trying to really create a level balance so that he felt she was balanced and she was able to ride him to the best of her abilities.
3: Do you feel there were that you needed to stretch your own teaching to meet her need? Do you feel like there were exercises that were a little different that you had to incorporate that maybe you would not? Uh,
6: I mean I had to focus a lot on her position. I feel like I do that on a lot of my students a lot of jobs. <laughs> right. right So I don't know that it was really different, but All I right. do think that we had to I mean it's still a focus like, It probably is more of a focus than most because she's weak there. And if you don't keep focusing on it, it starts to curl, you know.
3: Draws up. That's how you kind of described it. Sure. And
6: it makes perfect sense.
3: She would overcompensate on the other side, knowing that that's happening on the left in her effort to do a good job, working too hard with the other parts.
2: And let's talk about the double bridle and how that also, you happen to just have that handy. I did. I
3: just love resourcefulness. I know, right? Right. I mean, come on. All right. If you don't mind, Louisa. Absolutely. Oh, okay. Here we go. I can be the horse. (laughs) Yes. Would you like me to be the horse? (laughs) No. look at that pretty bit. It's all clean and shiny. Okay. So, so if you want to just kind of, I'm going to hold this here so you can kind of see. If you want to kind of describe what this is, there's a...
6: So, we have two reins, one that goes to the snaffle bit and one that goes to the curb. And then we have them joined together up here so that... She can hold just one rein instead of two because it's too difficult for her to hold the two reins in her hand. And so we, you know, clasp them together and have it.
3: So basically, there's a little screw in here. (laughs) And black tape. So, you know, because black tape, you know, that fixes most of the things that ail us.
6: (laughs) 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 It's amazing.
3: It is. And then it's mm-hmm. just it's beautiful and smooth and no attention is drawn to it. No. And is it is it your prerogative as the trainer or I mean I'm I'm certain there's guidelines in what you can of can't do in this. And you said you did this because you didn't like another option she had. Uh, Wasn't other that right? The
6: option she had was loops in her reins oh. like she could put loops in her reins that So she'd put her hand through, through and there'd a loop. be a the loop around. Yes and then the problem with that is then she didn't have the ability to slide the reins like she wanted to you know for like an extension you're set in that
3: length of reins. yeah there's no take and give on that
6: right so we wanted her to have the ability to adjust her reins more and this worked better for her yeah
2: so, talk to us about um, some of the challenges of, of the of the financial side of going to the Olympics. Obviously, she, uh, for this Olympics, she is representing her home country, um, South Africa. She spent some of her life in both places, which is very neat for for a young lady to have kind of done both. But talk to us a little bit about some of the challenges that 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 you face, especially with the with the financial side of going to the Olympics.
6: Well, the biggest challenges i think have been you know just taking like great care of the horse luckily she has some good sponsors that help with the maintenance of like specter equine gives her supplements to help with his coat and with his joints right and then the florida horse park is also helping us by hosting um I don't even know what I would call it, but we're going to have an event there so that we can raise money. He, and he- That's the Florida Horse Park. Yeah, the Florida love Florida the, Florida Flo-
2: Florida Flo- Flo- Jason Reynolds and Florida Horse Park, of course. That's
6: well, my husband works there, so I'm happen to be a little bit, you know. Yeah, a little in there. yeah right, Gigi
2: them. gave me the one minute, like at least one minute ago. So okay. that means I have to wrap it up and we're going to come right back. <laughs> so stay with us. I'm Louisa Barton for the Horse Talk Show. Thank you to our presenting sponsor, Palm Chevrolet and our broadcast and television sponsor, Larson Hay. And also to our supporting sponsors, Equisafe, Nirvana Medical Spa, Showcase Properties of Central Florida, the Equine Performance and Innovative Center, and Summit Joint Performance
0: this show was brought to you in part by TT Distributors, dedicated to bringing their customers the largest selection of quality horse supplements, products, and farrier supplies in Florida at affordable prices. Also online at ttdistributors.com. Hi, this is Hall of Fame jockey Mike Smith. We're listening to the Horse Talk Show.
2: I'm Louisa Barton with the Horse Talk Show and Equus TV on all smart TV platforms. And we are here at the farm of a young lady who is headed to Tokyo with her horse, De Toro, who is uh, very cooperative coming up to visit with us. I also have uh, my co-host with us, Jodie Everton from the Ocala Stirrups Chestnut Hill Arabians. And to my left, I have Trisha Bell, who is the instructor and trainer of Kayla, who will be headed to the Olympics to represent her home country, South Africa. And we're looking at ways to help her get there, um, to make sure that she's got some funding. We're very grateful to Jason Reynolds, uh, who's great friends with uh, this group here, and uh, who said he'd do absolutely anything to help this family out make sure they get there so uh, Jason's a great friend to the show as is the Florida Horse Park and we certainly love and appreciate everything that the Florida Horse Park do I cannot say enough about them uh, and Jason's efforts there and the things that he's done over the past few years thank to make yeah
3: so nice to meet you today thank you so much for all you're doing that was
2: an extra blessing I'm so glad you got to meet I Jason um, so we were talking a little bit about funds and things like that we're talking about um, the road to Tokyo to Toro and, and Kayla's road to, to Tokyo and how that comes about an event possibly coming up at the horse park as a as a fundraiser and also there's a GoFundMe also now um that we can find and we'll definitely talk more with the parents about that but um we were talking a little bit about how much it costs and obviously it's very expensive to to get to tokyo even if you're just going for a quick business trip but getting a horse there is a is a big deal
6: yes and we're going to be responsible for our travel to germany and back to to Florida, so that's going to be a large chunk of money. <laughs> I have to ask, why why Germany? I mean, what why do you? Is that where
3: all the horses are quarantining? Yes. Uh,
6: so we have to quarantine there for a week. We'll be there for like ten days. They go in before the quarantine starts, and then quarantine there, and then they dr- go directly from there to Tokyo.
3: So all the Paralympic horses will be there. Yes. That's the quarantine point. Yep. Okay, so you school them. It's kind of like a pre show. I,
6: yeah. I, I guess. I we'll mean, find we'll find out. Yeah.
3: <laughs> we want photos and videos for or, the show. Or if anyone, after the trip is funded, would like to send Luis or myself, yeah. we would be happy to, and <laughs> ng- of course we would need our production <laughs> team, <laughs> we would need, we could certainly cover anything happening in Germany, for however many days it happens there, and then any other exciting events that come out of that, which we would also be happy to take take part in. <laughs> we would like that.
2: And I'd be happy to go along and shovel poop.
6: <laughs> Perfect.
3: <laughs> Somebody's gotta clean a stall.
2: Come on now. We could do that. We could do- I, I'm good at shoveling poop, carrying bags, grooming, you name it. I can do it. I'd be happy to, to
3: pop along and, and help out. We could say we're his personal. What's his name again? Team Tutorial. Personal yes. groom. No, I'd be proud to wear so, that shirt absolutely
2: so it's a it's a huge undertaking financially obviously at this much um short notice and kayla qualified last year to go and then of course because of i feel like i say that all the time because of covid (laughs) yeah because of covid um it of course was postponed and and so she was able to keep her status and 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 still qualified to go which is fantastic but at this point it's a lot of money to have to come up with very fast. Right,
6: yeah, and we just found out this weekend, so. <laughs> Yay! Nothing like
3: a last minute change to the budget. <laughs> hey, need a little flight to Germany and back, and oh, by the way, the horse too. so, yeah. <laughs>
6: Yes.
2: Trish, I wanna thank you so much for talking to us and sharing this incredible experience, and did you ever have any idea you'd be in this spot?
6: Uh, no, when we lived in Utah a few years ago, we, had no idea that this was gonna happen. I moved here to further my career and get into a bigger atmosphere. And Kayla and DeTuro followed me to keep the team together and get to their goals of being in the Paralympics. So we're really excited.
2: So team DeTuro here in the horse capital of the world, Uh, Trisha Bell doing absolutely fantastic job and DeTuro (laughs) concurs that she's pretty good at what she does. So we're gonna switch it over and talk to dad, Gavin, and, uh, and get a little insight on what it's like to have a daughter that's going to the Olympics. All
3: right. Hi, I'm Jody Everton, co-host of the Horse Talk Show and Equus TV. And I'm here with Gavin and Kim and the very special Dutoro, who just on cue, just seems to keep coming right up to the window. So uh, we've been fortunate enough today to get to know this family just a very little bit. And I think um, I just, we just thought it was time to hear from the parents a little bit. Um, obviously, uh, your daughter has been through it a lot. Um, but I can imagine uh, people out there can understand, certainly, what that has also put on your plates. And uh, this gentleman has not stopped smiling uh, since we got here. Um, So we're gonna talk a little bit about the attitude with which this young woman was raised, and if you, how you feel that has attributed to the way she's um, living her life right now. Maybe you could speak to that, Gavin.
7: Sure, well, you know, bringing, she's our only daughter, And only child, and um, you know, bringing her up, um, we never really had anything from her. We included her in all our adult um, duties, and whatever we did, she was always included. And um, so, but we've had a very much a a playful, joking, yin yang (laughs) kind of relationship, father and daughter. And um, so, you know, that's really um, given her part of her spunky attitude which sometimes is maybe a bit much for me <laughs> yeah,
3: but i would agree it's because of
7: you <laughs> but uh, you know we um she's the love of our life and um certainly finding out um that she had cancer um it changes your perspective on life and what's important in life yes. and um you know so we've kind of taught her that um take every day as your last day mm-hmm. and Go and reach your goals. Yep. So.
3: Thank you, Gavin. Now let's talk to Kim a little bit because Kim has a very important role and we're going to be able to share a little bit more about uh, some of the things that Kim has had to do on the show um, so that we can do what we can to help get this team to Germany. So maybe, maybe Kim, you'd be comfortable talking about some of the things that you've done. We've heard a little bit about your trainer and your daughter and I think your husband's certainly you share in that mentality and the way you've raised this young woman. But maybe you could talk about some of the things specifically that you handled Um, in in an effort to get this team to Germany.
4: Absolutely. Um, When I got the email from Trisha, she sent it to me on Saturday. My first reaction was, oh my gosh, I don't know how we're gonna do this, but I literally thought to myself, okay, I need to try and get her name out there. Um, I need to start a GoFundMe page and let everybody know um, how she really wants to go and and reach her dream and go to the Olympics. And I put it out there and um, you guys, we're the first people to actually answer us, and mm-hmm. um, yeah, we're very, very grateful that you've managed to come here today and and help us out. Um, and yeah, we are busy raising raising the funds. Um, our GoFundMe page is up and running. It's called Help Kayla Get to the to, to Tokyo Paralympics, okay. and um, all seems to be going well so far. Okay, great, great. <laughs>
3: so, is there anything else that you feel, as her mom, the viewers might like to know about her, especially if you're thinking of other riders that are out there preparing for big goals or other parents, maybe something you'd like to share to the other parents?
4: Um, well, Kayla has always been very dedicated little girl. Um, she has set her sights on the Olympics and she's going all out to, to go ahead and do that. Um, when she was going through chemo, I've never seen a child so strong. She never faltered, never complained, just took it one day at a time. Um, I think the only time it actually really got to her was the last day she was having her last chemo therapy and I think just the reality of realizing this is my last one and I'm done. um, She woke up with tears running down her face and um, yeah. She she's just been a most amazing child through everything. She's very strong, and I love her. Okay, so we're having a quick snack with Tutoro.
3: He's just, you know, it's a little warm today, so he's going to cool us off. So we're just going to wrap it up and let you know um, you're going to be able to get to that GoFundMe page, which is help Kayla get to the Tokyo
4: Paralympics. Get
3: to the Tokyo Paralympics 2021. 2020. I tw-
4: 2020.
3: 2020 I am 2020 yeah, 2020. Okay. I am Jody Everton that's okay we'll figure it out I'm Jody Everton with the horse talk show and Equus TV and thank you so much for having us here today this is just it's a beautiful farm and a wonderful family and I'm just thrilled I got to meet you all yeah. so thank you so much Thank you. great story I love
2: it I was wonderful what a great trip it was to the farm I want to say happy birthday to a very special guy who's a great friend of mine and a sponsor of uh, the second part of our show brought to you by Palm Chevrolet, and that is Dr. Alberto Rolan from Epic, because he is indeed Epic Equine Performance and Innovative Center, best place for your horse to rehab with uh, all kinds of incredible healing services available, and he's the guy to see. So happy birthday, Dr. Rilan. We love you. You and your wife, Katie, are absolutely wonderful, as are your whole staff.
3: Off. Joe and I, Joe I think already knew Dr. Rulan, but I got to meet Dr. Rulan at the Equus. Um, uh, the
2: Equus, uh, Equus CP event. CEP yeah, event. he's a great yes. guy. Yes. We Very have to wrap it up. Yeah. I want to thank my amazing co-host here. Uh, she's wonderful. I'm thank so you. pleased to have her as my friend and co-host and we'll be back at the same time next week, whether you're in Ocala, Marion County, the horse capital of the world or not. Happy horsing around and from Jody and I and the whole team here. Until next time.